Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is, what day is it? It's the 7th of September, a Wednesday. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to start off uh, today just talking about a few things that are going on. Um, First, I wanted to just uh, continue a little bit from the last podcast regarding the deep state. You know, a lot of people, uh, independents, moderates, uh, certainly progressives, will deny the fact that there is a deep state. Well, um, after I did the podcast, I was coming across some additional information. Uh, uh, Nate Silver, uh, who certainly no Trump supporter, uh, pundit, uh, runs a uh, website that can, uh, gathers polling data and such, and I believe it's 538 is Nate Silver's place. Anyway, he uh, did a piece uh, where he was reporting that Pfizer in uh, the fall of 2020 intentionally withheld the, as, as well as the FDA, withheld the approval for the emergency use authorization for the uh, uh, COVID vaccine until after the election. Nowhere do you need to see more evidence. I mean, we've provided plenty of evidence with the FBI, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a little bit. But this evidence alone is just uh, certainly it just oozes with deep state. This is the the contempt that uh, the deep state, as well as corporate partners, had and has for Donald Trump, which would explain what is going on today in the world, why they are um, going so hard at Donald Trump. They don't, you know, and, and of course, this is counterintuitive because normally you would think that Trump being the ultimate insider, uh, chameleon that changes his spots, but one thing that uh, Donald Trump did was he started to remove regulations and he was not necessarily beholden to any of these industries. He was willing to challenge the the how we've always done things norm. And this is one of the problems that they, they can't stand. And this is not that it's a bipartisan loathing of Donald Trump actually, as we've mentioned several times here on the lib. Um, but just additionally the FDA um, withholding the news of that approval until after the election in 2020. Uh, proof positive right there of where the deep state stands. Um, additionally, in regards to, you know, we just passed the uh, so-called Inflation uh, Reduction Act, which will do nothing to reduce inflation. Um, along with President Biden's anywhere from $500 billion to $1 trillion uh, student loan relief package, um, far more than what the $328 billion that they are arguing, which in and of itself is just insane. Full disclosure, I do benefit from that. But... Uh, The fact that they are, uh, that 
the numbers are so far out of whack just has to make you question every single statistic that comes out of Washington. But in accordance with that, I wanted to talk about part of the thing that uh, the Inflation Reduction Act does, which will not reduce inflation, but rather will reduce innovation and supply, is it will allow Medicare to go in and essentially fix prices. And when you tie that price fixing in with what California just passed and signed into law yesterday, uh, upping the minimum wage for fast food workers, you know, you have to ask yourself, where have we seen wage fixing and price fixing before? And of course, we go back to the 1970s where that was done. And of course, we already know what happened. And so we already know how this is going to play out. And yet, here we are doing it anyway. It's forgive me, my throat is really dry, is the very definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. It won't be a different result. Ten-year yield is already up over 3%. Two-year yield is up over 3% or close to it. And inflation is just going to, the Fed has uh, indicated no sign of slowing down on their on their um, inflation reduction activity. Of course, what makes it even harder is when they're trying to reduce liquidity and, and the president, just by waving a pen, increases that liquidity. It's, well, it's government, so what do you expect? Uh, so I did just want to get that out there. I wanted to talk about... Uh, a few things, by the way, going on. Uh, there's uh, news out of in Chile now. You would might think that Chile is a you know South American country, which of course it is, and it's a country that usually does not have a whole lot to do with the United States. It's best known for the fact that that uh, Pinochet, um, fascist dictator, if you ask the left. Um, uh, staged a coup back in the 70s where he he threw out the communists and uh, was a brutal dictator for a period of time. However, much needed reforms in the economy. Um, the reason I mentioned Chile is that, is that uh, on Sunday they had a referendum uh, opportunity to have a complete revised constitution enacted. A revised constitution that would include um, abortion, universal public health care, gender parity, increasing power of labor unions, greater autonomy for indigenous groups, not opposed to that one, rights for animals, nature. Not sure what rights they get, but certainly uh, cruelty to animals is not a good thing. Uh, and conserving nature uh, is also a good thing. Um, constitutional right to housing, education, retirement benefits, internet access, clean air, water, sanitation, and care. From birth to death, a huge, 
progressive swing for the fences. Well, here's how it turned out. 60% of the population voted against it. 37% approved of those voting. And that's it with over 99% of the count in. Um, turns out some 85% of eligible voters actually went out and voted. 85%. Can you even imagine that? You know, you could affect real change in the United States if you approached anywhere near 85% of uh, eligible voter turnout. And perhaps when I get back from the break, we'll speak about that a little bit more. Um, but yes, overwhelmingly, they rejected this opportunity to turn into Venezuela or Cuba. And so Chile goes on. Yes, they do have a left-leaning government uh, currently that was uh, um, uh, put into place. However, the government, in its attempt to enact long-lasting, meaningful change, struck out. And that's a good thing. And that's something that we can take from it. Because in, here in the United States, we try to follow along with what others are doing because the fact that the United States has been a model for how to do things. As you know, we're not perfect, of course we're not perfect. No one said so. But the fact that the United States typically has been the model for what other people need to do um, is not sit well with progressives. And so they want to be like everybody else, even as they, these other nations, have moved on. Uh, the green thing is, is one of those things. And we'll talk about that uh, when we'll be right back. And we will just take a short break and we'll be right back. And so here we are back. I've been contemplating talking about the Biden speech from last week uh, where he did his best impression of Emperor Palpatine um, as well as any other number of dictator um, Supreme Leader type events. The red lighting on Independence Hall, bad choice. A lot of people made much about the Marines in the background. I mean, this truly was a typically political speech. And here we are Wednesday, so nearly a week ago when he gave this speech. And the White House is still trying to clarify that the President calling 74 million people uh, enemies of the state did not actually call 74 million people enemies of the state. They're completely, uh, continually revising their their definition of what he meant when he said MAGA. Now, MAGA sounds really good as far as uh, a rallying cry for progressives because they don't want to dare say what MAGA stands for, which is Make America Great Again. Now, truly, while the United States obviously did win World War II and, and we were able to uh, get the Chinese out of Korea, um, we actually won Vietnam, although the Democrats lost it for us shortly thereafter. Um, the United States really has not been the United States that resembled what the founders created since 
I could say before the progressive movement in the early 20th century, but I would have to say Calvin Coolidge was the last hurrah uh, for what the founders had intended. A government that left people alone, uh, let people do as they will. You know, um, the Democrats, of course, running heavily uh, as the anti-fascists. Now we know, for example, I mean, one thing that Biden said, he didn't say on Thursday, he said it on Tuesday of last week. He said he would love to see these right-wing extremists with their AR-15s take on, you know, the government, because that's, of course, what the Second Amendment is actually all about. But, but, uh, he says, well, you know, we've got F-15s, you know, kind of like Swalwell saying we're going to nuke people that don't turn in their guns. Um, but here's the problem with that. We're being sold that January 6th was a true insurrection, that it was an attempted coup. Now, the same people that told us that this is the case are also telling us that there's no way a bunch of people, MAGA Republicans with their AR-15s, could overthrow the government because the government has F-15s and bombs. Well, putting aside the fact that the AR-15 really is not a military weapon, even though for gun control advocates it is a military weapon. Let's just talk about that for a minute. There are people that were arrested following the January 6th protests that were held and are being held pending trial without bail. Now, mind you, the worst thing that they're going to be charged with is, tra is trespassing, perhaps a destruction of property, if they can actually prove that, even though, of course, they've got thousands of hours of videos that they should be able to do that. Nobody is going to be charged with treason. Nobody is going to be charged with insurrection or trying to overthrow the government. The worst that can be happening is trespassing, perhaps uh, uh, obstructing a congressional proceeding, something like that. By the way, the only people that were armed in the Capitol riots were the Capitol Police. And as a reminder, and this is something that should headline the January 6th, anything that is attached to the January 6th hearing, Donald Trump, President Trump, offered tens of thousands of National Guard troops to provide security for the Capitol leading up to the January 6th vote. And Nancy Pelosi rejected that as did the chief of uh, police, as did the mayor of Washington, D.C. It's almost as if they wanted it to happen. I'm not saying they did, but it's almost as if they wanted it to happen. None of the protesters were armed with a firearm. And yet, the president said last Tuesday, not yesterday, but the week before, that people with AR-15s could not take on the government. 
And yet here you had a really unruly mob of thousands. I, I, I grant that. Protesters that, that should be punished if it's clear that they actually broke into the Capitol and were not allowed in by the Capitol Police, which there is video of that. Nonetheless, those that were not where they should have been, trespassing, certainly. But is that something that, that they should be held now for over a year without bail? Is this something that they should be given years of prison time? And we want to put that in the backdrop of the fact that very few people were prosecuted for the billions of dollars in property damage, for the destruction of neighborhoods, for the actual taking over of police precinct buildings in cities around this country as a result of the, of the Judge George Floyd killing. In fact, many politicians that are in power today set up bail funds for those that were arrested in conjunction with arson, destruction of property, assault and battery, and even murder or manslaughter. So compare the two between Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the so-called anti-fascists. And the thousands that unarmed that went into the Capitol. Nobody set pallets of bricks down. I mean, we could even go back to the uh, inauguration of Donald Trump and point out the fires and the destruction of property that the left participated in in conjunction with Donald Trump's election, but we've conveniently forgot that. One last thing. You know, we talk about uh, the left. The left talks about how they hate fascism, how fascism is evil. Of course, they completely ignore communism. And the fact that communism has done far more damage in the world than the fascists ever could have. You know, what's left out of that equation is that the progressives in the early 20th century loved fascism. Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, was fascist. Teddy Roosevelt, a Republican, loved fascism. Now, mind you, that's the progressive wing of the Republican Party that still exists today, and that's the wing that's safely ensconced in Washington, D.C., hoping like heck that these MAGA, Make America Great um, candidates don't make it into office. Senate, uh, Mc Senator McConnell is perfectly content to be the minority leader rather than have to deal with a bunch of Rand Pauls or Mike Lees. They loved fascists, so 
though the Democrats did. They, they just loved it. They loved everything about it. They tried to model the United States. They thought that fascism was a model for the world. And, and were it not for Adolf Hitler, if it had just been the Mussolini version of fascism, who knows what would have happened. But you had a megalomaniac in Germany who, of course, had ostracized and demonized a whole race and ethnicity, the Jews. But what turned progressives against fascism is not what they their not their politics and certainly not their economic theory. It's very simple what turned progressives against fascism. It was when Hitler marched into Russia and attacked the communists that ended the left's love affair with fascism as an ideology. Now, make no mistake, the, what they still practice today, bipartisan, wise, by the way, by the D.C. elite, is fascism. But they don't call it that. They're back to being the progressive movement. But make no mistake, government forcing you to do something, holding hands with big business, you know, we've just kind of out where, where we also know where all of the departments that were involved in various things under President Trump were working with Facebook and Twitter and Google to censor and to promote certain ideas. You see, the government can't do that. It's a violation of people's rights to censor their voices. But it's not a violation of people's rights for Facebook or Twitter to do so because they're private entities. But because they've become the de facto town square, my guess is that something needs to be done about that. But in the meantime, we now know that that these that all sorts of agencies were working hand in hand with big tech to uh, thwart uh, Donald Trump. And since then, to thwart the ideal of disinformation, we have Mark Zuckerberg admitting that the FBI came to them needing help to censor the Hunter Biden garbage. We have to wonder who's really in charge here. You know, Glenn Beck talks about the Great Reset. He talks about, you know, of course, the World Economic Forum. Here's what we know, is that the Green New Deal, globally, is killing people. I posted an article, and, and uh, I might try to link to it here. I don't have it with me, but I might try to link to it here in the uh, uh, when I edit later or put it in comments below. An article regarding how climate change is benefiting India that the increase in carbon dioxide in the in the atmosphere whether it's man-made or just a natural phenomenon which it could be both is actually increasing their crop yields 
and allowing them to not only feed the population, which has always been an iffy population, iffy uh, juncture for them, but um, has been a, uh, but they're exporting as well. And so as we go and as we uh, go forward, I want you to just just think about the fact that that not everything may be the alarms that we are hearing. But here are alarms that you do need to hear. Is that the economy is run, rolling off of a cliff because of government spending. It's not because they're not taxing enough. It's that they're printing too much money. They're giving too much money away. And now they're ad adding price controls and wage controls. How long, how long can you employ somebody that's worth $10 an hour, paying them $22 an hour? And what does that do to inflation? It's the Snake River Lib. Remember, you should mind your own business. Let everyone do themselves, you know, be themselves. And the taxation is theft. Have a great day.